And now, another edition of Top Rope Report. And here's your host, Mr. Trivia. Recording started. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another live edition of Top Rope Report. Here on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Facebook Live, and TalkShoe.com. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. <laughs> and joining me every week, as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the Nuxia Greg. Greg, what's happening? Oh, not much, except your audio is off from your video. Oh. It's like I, I, I hear you, and then I see your mouth move, so. Oh, kind of like a Japanese sci-fi movie. Yep. Well, hopefully it'll, it'll get better as time as the show goes on. I don't know what to tell you. I've never, really done, any, I've never done anything different since yeah, well, we've been recording. No, but it, it's, it has nothing to do with you. Like I've always said, it's your Wi-Fi. That's why your broadcasts are different every time. Okay, so, all right, so we're going to be discussing Monday Night Raw. We'll start off with that. Okay, let me find it here. All right. Is this the right episode? Let's see. I'm just making sure I'm pulling up the right episode. That's all. All right. All right. Are you ready? Yes, I am. All right. So I guess you're starting us off, correct? Yes, I am. All right. Well, it started off with Cody Rhodes in the ring introducing his War Games team. Trib? Yep, I mean, he came out, you know, as usual. They either start off Monday Night Raw with Cody Rhodes or the Judgment Day. Um, talking about the Survivor Series, like you said, you know, he introduced his team. <clears throat> it's, I think his team is is a pretty strong one, just like, you know, the Judgment Day is gonna, has a, a strong team as well. But wow. I don't know, I mean, it's four on four. I think it's going to be five on five. I think McIntyre is going to join their... Well, that's nowhere near the time to talk about. All righty. But, yeah, I thought it was was pretty interesting. Uh, You know, Cody, he's, uh, I'm sure he's pretty excited to be in the war games. It was uh, invented by his dad, and I believe this is his first one, so. Oh, yeah. Yep. So I'm just, uh, I, I thought it was a good promo. I gave it a B plus. Okay. Yeah, of the eight that are in this match... Only Jey Uso and Sami Zayn have experience, and that was in last year's War Games match. Um, and I do want to go on record um, in admitting that I was wrong, and I had said I had never seen – well, technically I was right. I had been saying I've never seen a War Games match with more than four people. Well, last year's Survivor Series was a five-on-five War Games match, and last year's Survivor Series, I was in the hospital, doped up on drugs, recovering from my 
left leg below the knee amputation, so I never saw it. So technically, I was right, still. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Cody coming out and, and introducing it as his team right there, uh, you, you can almost, you, you kind of smell, you know, wait a minute, why is it his team? Um, and then, you know, he introduced Jey Uso, but didn't introduce Sami Zayn or Seth Rollins. Um, and was that only because Jey Uso is his tag team partner for that night? Whatever. Um, and then Judgment Day comes down and they start bantering back and forth. And, you know, Damian Priest, um, after getting, you know, riled up, said that he was the leader. Um, there were jokes made about, well, I'm surprised you guys found your way to the ring without mommy. Um, you know, Dam Damian Priest going back at him saying, wait a minute, how's it, how do you, or maybe it was, was it him or Finn Balor? That said, well, how's it feel to know that you can beat each one of them in any type of match, yet you're not a champion? You know, trying to put a little, you know, ruffle some feathers. Um, and then by the time it was all said and done, Seth was saying, why, you know, uh, they should all be fighting tonight and pointed out that Jay and Cody were going to be taking on um, Finn and Damien later on in the show and suggested that him and Sammy take on J.D. McDonough and Dominic Mysterio. Now, I'm gonna re I'm gonna go back to something you said when you said that Cody's team is a strong four man team, which I'll agree with. But throwing in JD McDonough and Dominic Mysterio and saying that's a strong four man team, I think you're pushing it, Trip. I think you're pushing it just a little much. Um, maybe I would say okay. If you want to say Dominic, but I, I, I can't say you can consider J.D. McDonough a strong member of a team yet. But anyways, um, but yeah, I liked, I mean, I liked the promo, but I didn't like the promo because I think WWE is missing the mark. They're going up against Monday Night Football every Monday. There's still eight or nine more weeks of Monday Night Footballs. No, well, the last week of the year there isn't one, so it's seven or eight more weeks of Monday Night Footballs. And you're giving me guys in the ring talking for the first 20 minutes of the show when the kickoff for Monday Night Football is at 8.20. I, I don't know if that's the way to grab viewers and, and convince them to stay there. Um, I mean, I'm going to stay. Trib is going to stay. But your casual fan, are they going to stay? I don't know. Um, but, yeah, it was an okay promo. I'm going to give it a B minus, though. Okay. All right. Then after that, they once again, they went to a commercial break. And during the commercial break, Adam Pierce approved the matchup of Sami Zayn and Seth Rollins against Dominic Mysterio and J.D. McDonough. Um, and... 
I, I honestly, I, I mean, I have to go back to my notes. Um, and, and this is going to be a uh, repeating um, process for this evening because a lot of what happened on Monday Night Raw was really forgettable. Um, and we'll get into that during the overall grade that we give. Um, but, oh, voicemail. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a match you would expect. Two very popular, good face wrestlers tag teaming against two subsequently less talented heel wrestlers, the face is always going to come out on top. And they did. Um, it was a decent match. Um, I mean, I honestly, and even looking at my phone here, I, I don't recall any one thing that really stuck out in this match that is, and that's a problem for me with, with matches like this. Um, but I do remember, you know, I think only one commercial break during the match. So for that, it can't be a D. Um, just kind of Seth Rollins and Sami Zayn in it. It can't be a C, but I'll go B minus. Okay. Yes, I definitely agree with you on the grade. I gave it a B minus as well. Um, I thought Sami and Seth were a pretty good team. You know, J.D. McDonough and Dom, you know, they're, like you said, you know, they're they're still young. They still got a lot of experience, even though Dom is a North American champion. Um, but I can't say they held their own because, I mean, Seth and Sami Zayn are like, I, I feel they're like tops of the faces on Monday Night Raw. And I thought it was a, I thought it was a decent match as well. The right team got the win. Um, so it kind of makes me look forward to watching Survivor Series a little bit more to see how well he, uh, they're going to handle how J.D. McDonough and uh, Dirty Dom are going to handle themselves inside the cage. Because like you said in the beginning of the show, they've never been in it before, so it's a brutal match. But I gave it a B-minus as well. No, wait a minute. It was no. Co- it was a no contest? Nobody won? I thought... I, I, I thought that they got... That Sammy and Seth got the win. I don't know. According to this, the official... I was just looking up on mine the time of the match. And it said 10 minutes and 15 seconds. But it said it was a no contest. Okay. But my grade still stands. Yeah, on on Bleach Report, it says Sami Zayn and Seth Rollins defeated Don Mysterio and J.D. McDonough. Well, this is by DQ. So maybe it was assumed it was by DQ. Um, but the official record shows that it was a no contest. Um, okay. How did it end for that to even be considered? Do you know off the top of your head? I, I don't know. You don't remember how it ended either is what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, I, I can't mean, figure it out either. You no. thought one team won, and it was a no dis- – it was a disqualification – 
but they have a list of no contest. That's what I'm talking about. It was such an unmemorable. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. Yeah, now, now I see where I missed. Um, at the end of it, um, Rhea Ripley. I don't remember Rhea Ripley arriving for during that match at all. I don't either. But I remember now here saying um, how Adam Pierce came out, flipped out, and, and told everybody that they, other than the, the poor guys, the poor people that were involved in the in the final match, the tag team match, everybody else had to leave. Not only wasn't allowed ringside, but they were no longer allowed in the arena. I, I remember that. Um, yeah. So yeah. Okay. All right. So, after that, we then went to a singles matchup of Otis taking on Shinsuke. Oh, hold on one second. Oh, no. Before that, we then had, um, came back from commercial, and Rhea Ripley was still yelling at Adam Pierce about um, having to leave the ring, and then Zoe Stark came out. Um, did you grade this at all? Or? No, I didn't. Okay. They kind of went back and forth. Um, only thing I can, I mean, only thing I'm going to say and, and about this is, I don't know, Zoe's, I don't know about, like, there's just something wrong. And this is going to sound weird. And please, if there's any, you know, females out there, or even guys out there that wear makeup, there was just something wrong with her face. I don't know. <laughs> it just looked weird, like the lip, the lip pink. I don't know. Um, but they you know, jab back and forth a little bit verbally, and trivia is gone. Um, let me hold on here. And we then went to the next matchup, which was Otis taking on Shinsuke Nakamura. Trib, what'd you think? Well, you see, this match, I couldn't, you know, I mean, I couldn't figure out why they were having this match because, I mean, the only one that Shinsuke, I really can't say, had an issue with is um, Tazawa. I mean, he wanted some other, he wants some new competition. They put, uh, they put um, Otis in the ring with him. Uh, I think he handled Otis, you know, Pretty well, but I didn't. I don't think it was a really good match. It took him three Kinshasa's to get the win. But I mean, Otis is just a, a beast in the ring, and him and Nakamura. Well, I mean, would I say that I would like to see this match again? Eh, not really. But I mean, if they put it on again, those two against each other, I'll watch it. I mean, I really wasn't too wild about the match. I gave it a C plus. Yeah, I, I mean, it really wasn't. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it was an okay match. Um, yeah, I mean, Otis having to quote unquote defend the honor of his fallen Alpha Academy alumni in Tazawa. 
Uh, once again, I guess that was the reasoning behind it. Um, and who who knows what they're doing, Shinsuke? They they had another one of those batch, backstage things where he's talking. You know, yeah, we get the subtitles, but who cares? Still want to hear him talk. Um, I want to, you know, see him wrestle. And, and, you know, whoever these quote-unquote Easter eggs that he's dropping to let us all know. Okay. Um, but yeah, this was just, uh, you know, an okay match. It wasn't anything great by either one of them. Um, you know, Nakamura needs to be in the ring with, I mean, Tazawa's match with Tazawa last week is better than his match with Otis this week. It was more entertaining last week. Um, so I'm actually going to give this a C minus. I didn't like it much at all. Okay. And after that, we then went to a singles matchup um, of Piper Nibbin taking on Tegan Knotts. I am so... What? Stephen Horvath is watching. He says, hello, gentlemen. People swearing at us at our own show. Jeez. Um, yeah, I am so excited I get to talk about this match first. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to be going to bed. Um, cause this may take a long time to talk about this match. I mean, the only thing I'm going to say is we had a little segment on Sunday during Nuggies News where we did a bury or push segment. Antigan Knox's name was one of the ones that I had stated, you know what? She does show some talent. It's just she can't stay healthy. And they actually addressed that, that she's had numerous knee injuries and she looked okay in the ring. But, dude, what the fuck has happened to Piper Niven? I mean, when she first came out as Doostrop, as I used to call her, she was she looked like she was just an athletic version of Nia Jax. Now it's like she can barely freaking move. I don't know. The only thing she does is that quote-unquote running where the person's laying down and kind of turns sideways while she falls on them. Because, you know, she can't get up in the air enough to do it with somebody standing. And it just looks bad. Um, it, it's funny to say, or weird to say, whatever. The best part of Piper Niven is the fact that the hilarious Chelsea Green gets to come down the ring with her. Um, and just, you know, the the guys comment, you know, like, does she ever stop talking? Does she ever? She never stops talking. See, she's still talking now. Um I don't even, and then you know, Wade Bear was like, I don't even think she breathes because she never stops talking. But yeah, this wasn't that good of a match. Once again, it was good that they're giving you know, Tegan Knox um, a little showing here. I'm going to go C-minus. Okay. 
Okay, that's exactly the same grade I gave it. Piper Niven is just, I mean, she's bad. And like you said, I agree with everything you said in the beginning. You know, when she first started out, she had this aura about her, like she was just going to go in the ring and destroy everybody. And she's just bad. I mean, you know, it's nice to see Tegan Knox pick up a win because, uh, you know, like you said, they addressed her knee issue and her injuries. And, I mean, it was the best, like you said, the best part of that, well, truth for me, was Tegan getting the win and seeing Chelsea Green. But I just don't know what they're going to do with Piper Niven. I mean, I'm surprised that they held on to, well, they don't defend them, but I'm just saying I'm surprised they held on to the tag team titles as long as they have. But I agree with you as well. I gave it a C minus. Okay. Now, with Natalia being in Tegan's corner, can you can you even can you imagine or what would your thoughts be if they actually took the titles of Chelsea Green and Piper Niven and gave them to Natalia and Tegan Knox? Well, I think it would be good for Tegan Knox, you know, having a major cha- having a major championship. But I mean, I just don't know what to say about that. I mean, it's just something that you know, yeah, but- Natalia is a, a mainstay in WWE. She's been multiple multiple time champion. She's had a couple of titles. But I mean, I don't know if they do and- that. I think they should just do it on behalf of Tegan Knox because and- she's. Would that potentially be, um, oh my God, my mind just went blank. Like a, uh, I don't know, what do they call it? A transition championship title so that Alba Fire and Isla Dawn can face them and become the tag team champions. Because they don't want to put two heel teams against each other. Right. I think so, yeah. Because that would be the only reason why I could see them doing that. I just, I get nervous, you know, when we have such a, you know, a ridiculous team uh, like like, uh, Piper Niven and Chelsea Green holding the titles and them trying to just throw, you know, darts at the dartboard and see what they come up with. And, I mean, I don't know that I want to see Natalia and Tegan Knox as champions at all, but if it's a transition to Alba Fire and Iowa Dawn, then I would buy it. All right, let me ask you this before you go on to the next match. Do you think uh, the tag team championship for the women would, would have been handled a lot differently if Sonya Deville was still champion with Chelsea Green? I mean, if she wasn't injured? Right. Yeah, I think that would have made more a more a bigger importance to the title. Yeah. Right. I definitely agree with you. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But I mean they have two right now bona fide tag teams that have been nothing but tag teams for quite a while now. One of them has been tag teams together for years in Katana Chance and Caden Carter and then Iowa Dawn and Alba Fire, but neither one of them are ever seen. On main event, Katana Chance fought a singles match. Mm-hmm. And if we 
see him is backstage. So, Sorry, just got breaking news that Garrett Cole was just announced as the American League Cy Young Award winner. I apologize for the interruption. <laughs> well, well deserved. Great picture. All right, well, then after that, we then went to a singles matchup of Tommaso Ciampa and Ludwig Kaiser. Trib, what did you think about this match? I enjoyed this match, but I didn't really care too much for the ending. Um, even though Ciampa, I mean, see, this is what I was thinking about. You know, DIY is back together, and they lose their tag team match against the Creed Brothers last week. And now Tommaso Ciampa wrestles in a singles match, and he loses. Is this going to be a pattern for Ciampa and Gargano, or Ciampa as a singles, or Gargano as a single? I don't know. I thought it was a good match. I thought uh, Ciampa and Kaiser... You know, did well in this match. The referee tossed out um, his partner there. I can never remember his name. Giovanni Vinci. Giovanni Vinci. And then he ends up coming back, and the referee just looks at him like, oh, dude, gee, you're back. And he ends up being part of the victory. I just, I mean, I enjoyed watching the match. I would see these guys wrestle again. I gave it a B. Okay. Yeah, it was a really good match. I liked it. I mean, I can't – I mean, I've stated before and I'll state again, I think Ludwig Kaiser is very underutilized and under, um, underappreciated for everything he does in the ring and outside of the ring with his mic work, um, facial expressions, um, and just his mannerisms of how, you know, he just acts like a conceited, stuck-up prick. Um, uh, he's better than everybody. Uh, and it was it was nice to see Giovanni Vinci not the butt of anything, um, and actually doing what he was supposed to do. But yeah, I, I don't understand. Um, just like you, you know, Tommaso Ciampa taking the loss, um, and but once again, it wasn't a clean loss because there was outside interference. So uh, okay, you know, the heel does what the heel's supposed to do to to keep the face down. So, I, I mean, I guess I can buy that. But I, I also gave this match um, a B, just like you did. Okay, Vin Como was watching Vin. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Who's that, Mike? He's the man from Raymore Flanagan. Oh, I didn't recognize the last name. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. And once again, it just, this is awesome. I get to talk about this next match. The next match was a singles matchup of Indy Hartwell and the oh-so-ever-dangerous Zia Lee. Uh, I, if I wasn't excited enough to talk about Piper Niven and Tegan Knox, oh, God, too bad you can't see my eyes. You'd see the excitement in my eyes. <sighs> Why? I mean, okay. I mean, I understand sometimes you you pit, you know, somebody against a scrub just to make them look good. But I don't get, it's fucking Zia Lee. 
I mean, come on. Um, and so, unfortunately, um, you know, the pixie princess wasn't there or whatever. Maybe she was. I don't remember. I don't think she was. But, you know, Indy Hartwell was Indy Hartwell, you know. Somebody that got called up from NXT that never should have gotten called up. Um, I, I think they were hoping to strike lightning in a bottle, bringing her up and having her and Dexter Loomis reform index and be this great thing on the main roster. And I don't know, is Dexter Loomis in the witness protection program? No idea what's going on, where he is, how he is. Um, but yeah, this was a bad match. Didn't like anything about it. Um, I guess the only positive is you can say Zaylee won gives her momentum into her NXT title match next week um, on NXT. I don't know. I, I gave this a D. Okay, yeah, I was just about to say, I mean, was Dexter Loomis released or did, is he hurt? We haven't seen or heard from him. Nope, no idea. But yeah, this match was, this match was bad. I mean... I actually started to fall asleep during this match and then woke up after she gave her the kick. Well, it wasn't that so long. Was How'd you fall asleep? It wasn't that long of a match. <laughs> it, it was Jesus. bad, but I mean, I, ended up, I didn't give it a D. I gave it a D minus, but it was just, I mean, they're making Zia Lee out to look pretty strong. And like you said, you know, the victory she got gives her momentum going into her NXT title match next week against Lyra Valkyria. And uh, yeah, so, it was, it was yeah, I just, I two minutes, two minutes and thirty-five seconds. Whoa! Yeah, impressive. Do we also do we also want to make note that uh, we're talking talk a little bit about when Becky coming out and challenging her on Raw for next week? I mean. I thought that was pretty interesting when Becky came out because you know the two were going to collide eventually and you know Becky wasn't happy that she got that kick in the head and got knocked down and was out of the Women's Royal Rumble so I'm looking forward to that next week Wasn't that after this match? Yeah well Zaya was still in the ring when she came out right? Right yeah. So okay you didn't let me have a chance to go to the next thing we're going to talk about. <laughs> Sorry. Well, it's all right. I did just you, had Becky Lynch on the brain and thought I'd just get it out there. Did you grade it? No, I didn't grade it. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, then, after that, the next match we had was a matchup of The Miz versus Ivar. Trib, what'd you think? I, I thought it was an okay match. I mean, that Ivar is huge, but he is he is so agile for a guy his his size, and you know he was he was beating on the Miz quite a bit, and you know the Miz just never gave up. I mean, he just had splash after splash on the Miz, and he just kept kicking out and. He, he, he never gave up, and are they going to make this out to be a real interesting, you know, match for him in the Survivor Series? I don't know, but I thought it was a 
I thought it was a pretty decent match. Miz showed why he's been a mainstay in WWE for a long time, why he's, you know, two-time Grand Slam champion, because he's no slouch. I mean, he's, even though he's up there in age, he's still pretty good in the ring, and we know his, his skills on the mic. I gave the match a B-. minus. Okay. Um, no, this is not going to lead up into anything for Survivor Series, because Survivor Series, it's Gunther versus The Miz for the IC title. Well, I mean, well what I meant to say was, is this going to give Miz the momentum going into the match against Gunther? Uh, I thought you meant, was it going to lead up between any of these two? Because I think no. it's pretty clear as to now what's going to happen with, with Ivar. Um and yes, this was a good match. And one thing I will say is, I mean, I've been a Miz fan forever. I mean, there was there was a point in time when Miz was fighting um, every pay-per-view, and I picked him every pay-per-view, and I said I was not going to stop picking him until he lost. And, uh, you know, and, and it's great to see that it looks to him like, I mean, he's gotten a little bit better shape. Um, the man boobs are a little less booby and more muscly. Um, I mean, he still has a slight little dad bod tummy, but I mean, he's 40 years old. Uh, he's been in WWE for 20 years. He's a two time Grand Slam champion, an eight time IC champion. The man is a WWE Hall of Famer the day he retires. Um, and just seeing him do things in the ring, flips and jumps and things that he didn't do 16 years ago. And he's doing it now and just looks like he's rejuvenated. Um, and then with Big Bronson Reed coming down, sitting ringside in his steel chair, I think it's you know pretty evident, especially after the match was over with the tsunami and – I think the only reason why I like the move, Tsunami, is just because of the way Wade Barrett yells it. Like, there's certain things. Samantha Urban, Giovanni Vinci, and Luke, you know, it's the way she says things, and it's the way he says Tsunami. Um, and then him doing Tsunami to Ivar, I think it's pretty clear as to that'll be a feud going forward. Um but yeah, I, I like this match. I gave this match a straight up B. Okay. And then after that, we then went to the main event of the evening, and it was a matchup for the undisputed tag team championships, as it were the champion Damian Priest and Finn Balor of Judgment Day taking on Cody Rhodes and main event Jay Uso. Um. I get to go first for this one. And and first thing, I'm going to ask you your opinion. Is it as annoying to you as it is to me that Michael Cole calls Jay Uso just Uso during the matches? It was really just me. No, it's not you. Oh, I want to punch the TV every time he does it. I mean, if, I mean, he's no longer wrestling with his brother, so okay, you just want to call him Uso? Why? It's Jay Uso. Just call him Jay. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you knew to abbreviate it and say, okay, the Ouse, I don't know. But anyways, um, this was built up to be the best match of the night. Um, and And coming into this match, it had to be the best match of the night. There's only one other match. Well, the two other matches. But, I mean, the rest of the show was just really a snooze fest. I mean, why is Ludwig Kaiser fighting Tommaso Ciampa for Tommaso Ciampa to lose? I mean, the women's matches. I mean, the Zoe Stark, Rhea Ripley. I mean, everything about this show up until this point. If you stayed awake long enough, yes. You saw a really good tag team match. Yes. And even though people were told not to be in the arena anymore, there were still people in the arena. Um, And after very, very, and and, I mean, the main event started at 10.33. But the match itself was... 22 minutes and 35 seconds. So you do the math. 10.33 plus 22 is 10.55. What's going to happen for five more minutes? Well, what we got was Jey Uso getting tossed out of the ring and kind of looking over to his side, and there was Drew McIntyre who then delivered the Claymore to Jey Uso, tossed him back in the ring, and then we get, you know, the eventual one, two, three, ball game over. Um, Judgment Day wins. Judgment Day wins! Um, And then as Drew McIntyre's up on the, on the, the stage... Out comes Rhea Ripley. They kind of look at each other and they shake hands. So we now get the official final nail in the coffin per se that Drew McIntyre is now 100% full-blown heel. Um, and, and to be honest... It didn't, you know, a lot of times endings like this annoy me and take away from the match, and it didn't. I I liked it. I liked the way they did it. It wasn't Drew McIntyre sneaking through the audience or whatever. He was just standing there, and Jey Uso saw him, and he just claimed him to hell. Um, So I'm going to go B-plus overall for this match. Okay, Blake Canalia is watching. Blake, thanks for tuning in. Uh, yeah, I thought that uh, you know this was a, a good match from from the start. You know, the finish we knew. You know, eventually somebody from Judgment Day was going to get involved, like they always do. Um, but the thing with Drew, I mean, shaking hands with Rhea, and now he's a full fledged heel, part of the Judgment Day. I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to be their fifth man. Uh, on their team in the Survivor Series, which makes which makes it interesting as to who Cody Rhodes is going to get for a fifth guy. I mean, we've heard some rumblings as to who it's going to be. But 
um, I just I just thought it was a, a, a good match, and I enjoyed it. I gave it an A minus. Oh, okay. So overall, what'd you think? Overall, I gave it a C plus. Yeah, I'll agree. Uh, a very very low C plus. Yeah. If if seventy seven point five is a C plus, then it would be seventy seven point four nine. So it rounds up to seventy seven point five. Yeah. Like you said, you know, a lot of it was a snooze fest, and you know, I think they could have done a better job with the match, but you know, they're they're doing what they're doing, and we're just doing this. So, okay, well, that was our Monday Night Raw recap. And right now we're going to go to Nug News. So, Greg, take it away. All right, folks. Well, thank you. Um, right now the time is about, what, 10 after 7. Well, if you're going to be watching Celebrity Jeopardy tonight at, I think it's 7.30 on ABC. Or maybe, no, I think Jeopardy's on at 7 and Wheel of Fortune's on at 7.30. Anyways, maybe tomorrow, oh wait, Celebrity Jeopardy. So maybe it's prime time. Um, I don't know. Whenever it's on, you can always catch it on Hulu. Um, there's three competitors. Um, first one, I know Trib won't know at all. Um, her name is Rachel Dratch. She played Debbie, She main, most famously for, she's an actress, comedian. Um, she's been in a lot of those silly movies. But she used to play a character called Debbie Downer on Saturday Night Live. Um, former Home Alone star Macaulay Culkin. And WWE superstar Becky Lynch. Um, those will be the three she's playing. Her charity he's playing is for Connor's Cure. Um, no surprise there. She's done very well in these... Um, Celebrity type. I mean, she was on The Weakest Link. Um, she captained a team on Family Feud. And she's very, very intelligent. She was on The Weakest Link. She was very, very often, most rounds, she was the strongest link. It's just three of the members on the team were the New Day. And you know what? You get three people there and there's only one or two other people you know, they're not voting against each other. Um, but anyways, so if you get a chance to see it, tune in. Um, yeah, so, Canal, you just type in Celebrity Jeopardy is on at 8 p.m. Thank you very much, sir. Or thank kiddo. You. <laughs> or kiddo, whatever. Blake. Um, yeah. So, last week... Um, Vince McMahon decided to sell some of his shares that he has, um, in his TK holding stock. Now, Vince McMahon has, I, I want to say it's an absurd amount, like a hundred million shares in the company. He sold 8.4 million shares of the company.
He sold them at $76.41 per share, which means he turned in his $8.4 million, million shares into $641,844,000. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Um, he now owns only, oh, sorry, sorry, I was wrong at the estimated. He now owns twenty million. Four hundred and thirty-five thousand two hundred and seven shares. Oh, so that's about another two and a half per two and a half. Well, two hundred fifty percent more than he just sold. So, anyways, uh, anyways, um, yeah. And nothing with that one. Was there anything with this one? Oh, no, that's an old one. No, go away. I don't need that one. All right. Um, We're going to do a little pick this. I'm going to give you four names. And of these four people, you have to choose which one of them you have to turn face. You have no choice. You have to turn one of these four face. Okay. Ready? Yep. Austin Theory. Solo Sokoa. Logan Paul. Or Gunter. Really? Yep. Any reason why? I just think that, uh, you know, even though I, I think maybe it's just me, maybe I'm hearing it wrong, but I think he's got a good crowd, a good crowd following when he comes out for his matches. Okay. So I'm going to put a hypothetical on that or just a little thing, a little question. How many really good face wrestlers succeed that don't talk? Not many. Okay. I honestly, I honestly and only, I, I would love to see what Austin Theory can do as a face. Okay. I would like to say Gunther just because I like him so much, but I think Gunther works so well as a heel that I wouldn't turn him. Um, yeah. And Logan Paul's is too much of a weasel, so I, I would leave him as a heel. Next yeah, one. Blake, Blake, Blake says Gunther, and okay. then he types in afterwards, have him betray Ludwig and Geo. There you go. Okay. Next one. You have to turn one of these heel. You have to turn one of these heel. Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Kofi Kingston, 
excuse me, or Big E. I would say Seth Rollins. Really? Yep. Not only is Seth the champion and he makes a good face, he also made a good heel when he was a heel. Okay. Um, but because they face heel, face heel, face heel, I honestly, it's been two and a half years as a face, I would do Cody Rhodes. That's what Blake said. Cody, you could have him do his dashing gimmick and start a new legacy. Yeah. Yep. All right. Whoops. Next one. You have to give one of these a mega push. Okay. Okay. First one is Karrion Cross. Next one is Ridge Holland. Next one is Grayson Waller. And the last one is Chad Gable. Uh, I was going to go, even though I don't like him, he is a good talent. I was going to go with Grayson Waller until you said Chad Gable. But I think it would be Chad Gable. I knew you would say that, and you know I have to say Grayson Waller. Yep. Because I think Chad Gable's gotten little pushes, but I would like to see them give a mega push. All right, and then the last one. Return one of the four, but the other three, ha from injury, the other three have to stay and or have to retire. Okay? Okay. Sheamus, Big E, Wade Barrett. Sorry, that's not Wade Barrett. That's Bobby Roode. <laughs> Sorry, small picture. Bobby Roode or Randy Orton. Okay, now you said have one stay, the other three return. One, one return from injury, and the other three have to retire. Randy Orton. You said that without any hesitation at all. Mm -hmm. As much as I love Randy Orton, I am so troubled with having to say Big E stays retired forever. And only, the only reason why I say that is because of the nature as to why He's he's injured. It wasn't anything of his doing. He got dropped on his head, broke his neck. I, so I that that's the only thing that I struggle with. I mean, I, I kind of agree with Randy Orton, but yeah, that's for maybe one last run. As for a big E were to able to return, I mean, he's got to be ten years younger than Randy Orton. I, mean, I think he could have so much more in front of him. And Blake made a comment about your um, the, about the last one with um, the push. He said, "Ridge, easy, have him betray 
Butch and Sheamus and then have him beat Gunther for the title at Mania. And then he mentions Randy stays, the rest retire. Um, all right, Blake. Um, I need you to step away from anything your dad may be smoking. Um, Ridge Holland <laughs> defeating Gunther. <laughs> no, no, I do love the input. Um, all right, back to a couple of quick little stories here. One is about he who should not be named CM Punk and drop in an interview um, was dropping quote-unquote little hints about both a WWE and an AEW return. But one more specifically related to WWE is in the background. Oh, what's the name of it? Um, it included the Black Sabbath song, War Pigs. That's the official song for WWE Survivor Series War Games. Are, is he really just... So it makes, it makes you think, is, is he just fucking with us? And I say us as WWE fans, not me and you. But is he right. just fucking with the WWE universe doing this Why just to done? try and get people excited about him? Because um, last I had read, he was being considered to join Impact or what will now be after January 1st, once again called TNA. I mean, com- there's no comparison. I mean, you'd get more notoriety being an NXT than you would an Impact. Um, but yes, you know, so we'll 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 just have to see with that. Um, and now you had mentioned which something will probably uh, maybe I'll wait on that then because we're gonna talk it. Um, in an in an interview. Cody Rhodes was talking with somebody about WrestleMania and how he wants to main event WrestleMania. And he says in the interview, if Roman Reigns still has his title at WrestleMania, that's who I want to beat at WrestleMania and finish my story. And he was asked... Um, And they reflected back to college game day several weeks ago where Pat McAfee and The Rock were were on the show. Um, The Rock was on Pat McAfee's show that day. They showed up on SmackDown that night. The Rock officially said in, you know, in the interview on the show, live in front of millions and millions of people that he would love to be at WrestleMania 40. And if The Rock's going to wrestle at WrestleMania 40, who else is he going to wrestle other than Roman Reigns? And is he worried about Roman Reigns, quote-unquote, taking his spot? And he said, absolutely not. 
He said if 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 the Rock winds up taking the spot against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, then I'll be there the next day um, to to finish the story and defeat Roman Reigns myself. So um, I just thought it was very interesting. It is also being reported that China. Um, I just don't. I, I I read the story, but I'm trying to scroll down. Yes, there it is. There it is. That New Japan Professional Wrestling has laid out an open on invitation to a former WWE champion to join them at any time. Take one guess as to who this may or may not be, or may be. Uh, Currently active now on the roster? Nope. Former WWE champion. Former WWE champion. Yep. Oh, Daniel, Daniel Bryan? No. No. Or say, I say former champion in WWE. Okay. Um, hmm. Time's up. Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey, okay. <laughs> I guess that's, maybe that's their way of, you know, sticking one back against WWE for... Signing Kyrie Sane. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, anyways, that's Nuggies News. Trib, what do you got coming up? All right. Well, before I get to that, um, you had mentioned something earlier. We, you know, there was a little mention about CM Punk, and we all know Survivor Series is in Chicago. Yep. Um, before I came on the show tonight, I saw a little snippet of a wrestling website that posted the official card for Survivor Series. Mm, okay. And they, had, and they had Rhea Ripley versus Zoe Stark. They had... Yes, we already know that. Said, yeah. They had all the matches that we have now, but one match they added was Shinsuke Nakamura versus CM Punk. And then somebody commented... Why the hell would they put CM Punk against Shinsuke Nakamura? That absolutely makes no sense. Well, and it's like well, there, there, are, and I'm. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I don't analyze anything and everything Nakamura is saying. Um, part of the reason is because with this whole eye surgery shit, I get it's tough to read what's on the screen, lot quick enough while it's still on there because I, I have to focus. So I miss probably half of the shit he's talking about. But there are other wrestling influencers on social media that are following Easter, what they call Easter eggs. And several of them have said that they think Shinsuke Nakamura is talking about CM Punk. And that's who CM Punk Dude, you, you slid all the way over. Get back to the middle. There you go. Um, and that's who CM Punk will be taking on at Survivor Series 
is Nakamura. So they only list. So they only list four matches for Survivor Series. No, well, he had the matches that we have now. There's only three right he, now. Oh yeah, well, they, well he said the, the fourth one was going to be Shinsuke Nakamura against CM Punk. In his opinion. So he thinks that Survivor Series only having four matches, or did he list other matches? Based on what I'm asking. No, those are the only four that he put up there. Whatever. Okay. Uh, Raphael, thanks for tuning in. Okay, let me get to the indie report here. Um, Friday, November 18th, PAPW will present Mania in Paradise. Saturday, November 18th. What's that? Saturday, November 18th. Sorry, Saturday, November 18th, PAPW will present Mania in Paradise Final Count. A couple of matches that have already been signed are Keith Marbury and Sean Silver versus the families of pain for the tag team championship. And Chris Battle defends his title against former champion Hunter Tarka. Also that same night, New Age Wrestling will be at the Duber Community Center at 33 Oak Street in Springfield, Massachusetts. Doors are doors open at five. Hey, little nug, thanks for tuning in. Doors open at 5. Bell time is at 6 p.m. VIP seating for the tickets, $20. General admission is 15 And children under 5, $5. I don't know why you'd bring a child under 5 to a wrestling match, but that's just me. Um, the main event is the Strong Will Championship match. The Strong Will Champion, Nutrius X, will square off against Isaiah. Chris Kagan, Chris, Chris Kagan versus Chris Taylor. Brett Ortiz versus Anthony Gangone. King Jeter versus Jay Vara is scheduled on the card. And Mike, move, you got to move back and over to the middle again. You keep coming off camera. Okay. Pick your paper up. Johnny... Johnny Lambeau and Clipper Jones will square off against ta- the tag team champions, the House of Pain. Great tag team, numerous tag team champions. Looking for the, you know, the, we've met them before. They've been on the show. Great bunch of guys. And there's a new organization called Kaiju Pro, K-A-I-J-U. It's presenting a show called New Phase. On Sunday, November 19th, at the Lincoln Room, 38 Broadway in Brit- uh, 38 Broadway in Bristol, Connecticut. The doors open at 1.30. Bell time is at 2 p.m. Tickets are $20, and children under 7 are free. There's no, there have been no matches um, posted yet. I didn't see any. But that is a new organization called Kaiju Pro. And like I said, that's Sunday, November 19th in Bristol, Connecticut. And those were the three shows that I have for the Indy Report. Okay. Uh, yes, Blake. We're, uh, we are friends with the with, uh, House of Pain as well. Great bunch of guys. Now, let's get on to our NXT report. Our oh. NXT recap yeah, from good. last night. All right, hold on one second. Hold on for two seconds. 
Trib, what'd you think? Well, Alpha Academy being on the being on the Supernova sessions was the best thing I liked about it. I mean, I thought this Supernova session was stupid. Um, they had mentioned something about you know the last late, the last legend matches we'll get into, but I just thought that it was it was dumb. It was known Dar is. I mean, I don't know who that other guy is that was sitting on the couch was talking, unless that's his partner. Mensa. But, uh, yeah. Mensa, he's part of Metaport. I just thought the whole thing was terrible. I, it was a joke. I gave it a D. Okay. Um, another thing, I don't know, once again, is it just me? Or if you were to, like, this is my opinion, and see if you agree or not, but if you closed your eyes... All right, well, first and foremost, if you looked and you saw a picture of Lash Legend, okay, and then you closed your eyes and you heard her actual voice, would you think it was her talking? No. Me neither. Her voice just doesn't match the rest of her. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Alpha Academy being on it did make it a little more interesting. Um, and then, and then as, as they were talking about, you know, talking to Noam or Noam about a potential match for his, for his Heritage Cup trophy. And they were originally thinking as, as they were describing it, it sounded like Otis, um, and then they said former Olympian, and then they're like, wait a minute. And then you realized, I mean, at first I thought it was Chad Gable. Then as he was describing it, it then sounded like Otis and then just a flip back to being Chad Gable. Um, yeah, that was the best part of it, knowing that we're going to get to see Chad Gable against Noam Dar next week. But is this the the quote unquote payoff to Chad Gable for working so hard and doing what he's done? Where just a month ago he had two great matches with Gunther, and now we're gonna relegate him to be the Heritage Cup winner in NXT. Uh, didn't like it, don't like it. But I gave the whole thing a D plus. Okay, Blake says Chase U is bad. They have a very cringe student section. Hell, a high school can do better than Chase U. Okay, well, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Thank you for um, chiming in. Yeah, but I agree with that, Greg. I mean, he even had one, he even holds a victory over Gunther. Yeah. Even though it wasn't, even though it was a disqualification, but yeah. I think that's a slap in the face to Chad Gable. Yeah. Um, then after that, we then went to the aforementioned singles matchup um, to qualify for the oh, what the hell do they call it? The um, wait, hold on, I forget what it's called. The oh, the Iron. Survivor Challenge match um, on the women's side be held at NXT Deadline. 
Um, for those who don't know, it's in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Tickets are still available. And, uh, yeah, Roxanne Perez taking on Last Legend. Um, what can I say about this other than, I mean, Last Legend's horrible. I mean, she's not even bad. She's horrible in the ring. Everything she does. I mean, the only thing she does that looked okay was when she kicked Roxanne and Roxanne went down straight. But that's also due to your opponent selling it as well as Roxanne did. Um, I mean, Kiana James, Caden down and, you know, while Chitara, Ratara, LaQuarta, LaQuita, Jackson, whatever the fuck her name is, had the referee distracted. Um, Kiana James... Um, interfered, threw Roxanne Perez back in the ring, and then that was it. It was over one, two, three. Um, so, yeah, I kind of felt bad for Roxanne Perez because usually she's not in this shitty of a match. I gave this one a Diaz and Dog. Okay. Uh, Blake said the last time Noam Dar was good is when 205 Live was still around. Andrew's watching. Thanks for tuning in, Drew. Yeah, but Noam yeah. Dar's Noam Dar's really not that bad in the ring. He's got an annoying character, but in the ring, he's not that bad. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I really didn't like this match all that much. I mean, you know, like you said, Roxanne is not usually in a match of this kind. She's usually in the ring with somebody who can wrestle and, you know, probably match her hole for hold or move for move. Last Legend is just terrible. They need, to, they need to either give her more work or just get her out of there. I gave it a C plus. Wow. Extremely generous, in my opinion. Um, you must uh, you must like Roxanne Perez's outfits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> after that, we then went to the men's um, Iron Survivor qualifier match. Now, these matches this week, for those who don't know, They've, they've chosen Hall of Famers to pick these matches. Um, this week, the Hall of Famer was Lita. We already told you the women's match she put together. The men's match was Trick Williams against Joe Coffey. Pronounced like the drink, but spelled differently. Um, right. Trivia, you are up. Okay, well, Blake says I'd rather watch another Cody What You Want to Talk About segment than watch Noam Dar. And Drew says, hey, guys, hope you're doing well. well I'm doing okay, Drew. Thank you. Um, I don't know much about Joe Coffey. I mean, I know he's with the tag team Dallas. I know they're a pretty decent tag team. Um, Trick Williams, well, he's still, he's still new to the business. He's got a lot of talent. He aligned himself with um, uh, I can't remember his name. Every time I see his face pop up, I think of his indie name, <clears throat> Car Carmelo Hayes. Um, yeah, I didn't think it was that bad of a match. I mean. It, like I said, I really don't know much about Joe Coffey or 
you know, I've seen him in tag team match. I've never really seen him singles. But you know that they were, Gallus, his teammates, were going to get involved eventually. I gave it a C plus. Right, well, he's he, he's not a he's not a tag team. He's not part of a tag team. He, so you've never Joe you, No. Joe Coffey, I thought he was part of Gallus. Well, he's the leader of Gallus. He's oh. not in the tag team. His brother and that other guy are the tag team. Oh, okay. Yeah. I stand corrected. I apologize. Yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah, I mean, first first take back from this is, God, Joe Coffey's got to shave. I mean, he's one hairy son of a bitch. I mean, you know, but second take, it was an okay match. Um, they're still teasing a little bit of uh, angst between um, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Um, the little bit of outside interference that was going on. And it, yeah, I don't know. Eventually, it's just going to lead to a, a singles match between Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. Uh, friend against friend. Now they're foes and enemies, whatever. Um, storyline we've seen in WWE dozens upon dozens of time. Um, but yeah, this, this once again, could have been a lot better of a match, um, than it was. I'm giving it a straight up C. All right. Kevin Borzeski is watching. Kevin, thank you for tuning in. Great. Getting a lot of views and a lot of comments tonight. Well, that's good. Um, and you just went hypersonic and froze and went robotic. Oh, sorry. That's all right. After that, we then went to the to a tag team matchup of the Brawling Brutes, represented by Butch and Ridge Holland against OTM. Um, yeah, I get to lead us off. And this was actually... Um, a better matchup than I thought it was going to be. I mean, OTM, I, I think, I mean, one of the reasons why I would imagine you would put them in a match with the Brawling Brutes is is because you're not going to bring them up to, to Monday Night Raw or SmackDown to go up against an experienced tag team, an established tag team. So do an NXT because the Brawling Brutes have been, I mean, Butch was in that whatever tournament they had. Um, I was actually in the finals. And uh, it, this was a better match than I thought it was going to be. Like I said, this, this tag team OTM, um, I think they have, potentially have a future. Um, they do remind me um, size and, and ability-wise of, uh, oh my God, what the hell were their names? Grandpa? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, what the hell? KTG, Brad Gaspar, rest his Yes, soul. yes. Um, so, I, I mean, so I think, you know, just the fact that they remind me of them, others, obviously, I mean, you knew exactly who I was thinking of when I said that. Um, but yeah, I mean, this match was pretty good. I actually gave this match a B. Okay. Yeah, I gave it a B as well. I like the Brawling Brutes.
groups together as a team. Uh, they complement each other's style. You've got Rich Holland as the power, and Pete Dunn or Butch or whatever he calls himself um, as the the skill level type. I mean, you know, um, Rich Holland is just a brute. I mean, there's been times on on some WWE shows where they said, you know, the guy actually got kicked out of rugby. I guess that's how that's how rough the guy is. OTM, I don't know too much about them. I just realized that the guy that uh, escorts them to the ring is Reggie, who used to be in WWE. And um, but yeah, I mean, I think with a little bit more seasoning, OTM could be a pretty decent tag team. I gave it a B as well. Okay. All right. After that, we then there was a earlier there was a little backstage um, confrontation, um, which led to the next matchup that it was Gigi Dolan taking on Ariana Grace in a singles matchup. Trib. I don't even know what to say about this match. I mean, Ariana Grace. I don't think she's really that good of a wrestler. Um. She's got that sash on that says Miss NXT or whatever that thing says. Mm-hmm. Gigi Dolan, well, she's been she's been in NXT for quite a while, so she's the experienced one in the match. I really didn't care too much for this match. Ariana, I mean, there was quite a few botches I saw in the match. I gave it a C plus. Wow, damn, really a C plus for that? Mm-hmm. I mean, C minus, excuse me. C minus, my, yeah. my minus sign looks like a plus. Christ. Sorry. Even that, even that was generous. Um, do you know who Ariana Grace is? No idea. Santino Morello's daughter. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, so if you want to put two plus two together... They're going to give her as much time as she needs. Um, Now, granted, she's only been active for about a month now after missing about a year due to a torn ACL Um, and then rehabbing and getting back into the ring. So, yes, she does need some work, but she's new to the business in general. Forget about the fact missing 13 months after having an injury. So, yes, yeah, she is going to be a little green. Um, I, I mean, to me, her character is the equivalent to what Chelsea's green character is on the main roster. A little bit of slight, tiny, itty bits of wrestling ability, but an annoying character that is so annoying that I think she can hang on with that character. Um, yeah, Gigi Dolan, whatever, is Gigi Dolan. Um, and yeah, this match was really, really, really bad. Um, I'd give it an F, except for the fact that it had a beginning, a middle, and an end, so I'll give it an, a D-. minus. <laughs> okay. Um couple things that, they, that happened in between between this and the main event. Um, they had a vignette of, of Von Wagner and Robert Stone and how they were in the 
Um, NXT Performance Center together. They were both had their first day on the same day and formed this bond. And, oh, golly gee, you know, we got our Leave it to Beaver moment with the two. And, oh, I'm going to invite you over for dinner, but only if your wife is going to ma- Oh, and we totally skipped over the Zia Lee tea time. I'm sorry, but what the fuck are they doing in NXT? Anyways, I'll go back to that at the end. Um, my overall thoughts. And and then they had um, a backstage segment. Uh, my mom, my phone just went blank. Hold on. I get to get back to it. Blake says, where has The Rock's daughter been these past weeks? Yes. Don't know. If you could find her, let me know. Um, Oh, Eddie Thorpe was backstage and talking about where he's been and yada, 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 and his... You know, Indian look rise back in his tree that he has, whatever. Eh, the fuck. And then Drew Gulak and that, what, Patrick Dempsey or Charlie Dempsey yeah. and that yeah, other yeah. that other Goombaya behind him. You know, and now there's going to be a match of Charlie Dempsey and Eddie Thorpe next week. Woohoo! I can't wait for next Tuesday now. Um, but anyways... We then went to the main event of the evening as it was Baron Corbin taking on Wes Lee, who had a couple different backstage um, little things. You know, one, he was talking to Ilya Dragunov, yada, 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 bada, bing, bada, boom. Um, yep. And this was a decent match. It was a pretty good match. Um, a little... Little surprised that they went the way of Baron Corbin winning um, rather than a returning Wesley after taking some time away. And, you know, he's being played up as though he was when he left, wasn't sure if this is what he wanted to do. But now he's back Um, not looking at titles. He's got other things to worry about. Well, worry about winning a match. Um against, uh, I guess you could say, a main roster washout. Um, Baron Corbin's had more success in his few months in NXT than he's had on the main roster in years. But this was a pretty decent match. Um, you know, after it was over, um, Ila Dragunov came out after Baron Corbin started to beat on a, a beaten, um, I almost called him Wes Walker, um, Wesley and Ilo Dragunov made the save, but then only get the uh, end of days by Baron Corbin teasing the matchup, which then at the end, Ilo Dragunov told him if he wanted it, he's got it. Um, so, I mean, this little match accomplished a lot. And like I said, it was pretty good. Was the best match of the night? Mm, quite possibly. I'll give it a B minus. Okay. I gave it the same grade. It was nice to see Wesley back. Uh, Cheryl is tuning in. Cheryl, thanks for tuning in. Um, yeah, Baron Corbin, I mean, I think that they're going to prime him to 
have this program coming up with Ilya Dragunov, and they, is he the one they're going to make become the NXT champion? I don't know. Dragunov is a tough guy to go in the ring with. I mean, that, that guy can just handle the best with anybody. But it was nice to see Wesley back, um, kind of disappointed that he lost. But, you know, I mean, they obviously have bigger plans for uh, Baron Corbin. I gave the match a B, a, a B minus. No, okay. So, oh, you, overall, what'd you give the show? C minus. Very, very generous, Mr. Trivia. Very generous. And I still didn't understand how your overall grades compute with what you gave individually. Um, but, I mean, I, I have to go D, a very, very, very weak D+. plus. This was just a bad, bad NXT. I mean, from all the stupid, dumb backstage shit that they do. And like we said, this, this tea party... Of Zia Lee. Um, and, and I mean, who the fuck were those two guys that um, Lyra Valkyrie was talking to him back when they were watching video of Zia Lee? And just what? What? Why? This, this is not what NXT was supposed to be. NXT. Was never supposed to be entertainment. It's supposed to be up and coming wrestlers, development. I just, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Right. Yep. I mean, this is one of the baddest NXTs we've seen in a long time. Yes, in a very long time. Yeah. Blake says Nash Carter should have never did what he did. I don't know what he did, and I don't even remember Nash Carter. Well, he um, was tag team partners with Wesley, um, oh. and now is actually Gigi Dolan's fiance as Darren Gage. Oh, okay. uh, couldn't even tell you that, Blake. That I don't, don't know anything about AEW. I don't watch it that much. But he says, who do you think the devil is in AEW? Tony Khan. Um... CM CM Punk, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean they had a lot of dumb shit going on backstage, and I, yeah, I mean, was Shawn Michaels even there? I mean that kind of makes you wonder. But hopefully next week will be a little bit better for NXT. Uh, you know we got the Go Home Show coming up for Survivor Series. We've already made mention that there's three matches right now. Um, and, and so, so as now that we're if we're going to talk about Survivor Series for a moment or two, um, do you think? I mean, now I know. I, I mean, I know what you think, but do you really think that we're going to get a five on five Survivor Series War Games match? And Drew Mac. Now the other thing is, I guess it's two part. Do you think that fifth person is going to be Drew McIntyre? Yep. Okay. Now, do you think that his handshake with Rhea Ripley means that he's now part of Judgment Day? Yes. I don't. I really don't. No? 
No, I think maybe he aligned with them as a common, you know, because they have a common enemy in, you know, Rollins, Rhodes, Sami Zayn, and, and Jey Uso. But I don't think you're going to see him dripped in a purple and black and white jacket um, like they all wear. Because he, he's, to me, too much of a lone wolf to join... I mean, I mean, nothing that he's going to ever be part of is ever going to be as earth-shattering as 3MB. So I just don't see him putting himself into another group because they just can't compare to a group with him, Heath Slater, and Jinder Mahal. Now, come on. Yeah. And, you know, that's one thing we forgot to talk about on Monday Night Raw was after uh... – when Gunther was backstage with Imperium, uh, Ludwig Kaiser just happened to turn around and he was right there with Jinder Mahal and Sanja and Veer Mahan. And, I mean, I wonder if they're going to come back and start a feud with Imperium. Or, I mean, we haven't seen them in a long time. No, because... I thought they got released, but... No. no they've been, they, they fight every once in a while on main event. They're, they're too good for NXT but not good enough for the main roster. That's what, in my eyes, in my eyes, because they, they do, they've been doing live events and they've been on main event every so often. Oh, okay. Uh, Drew, I really can't comment on that because, oh, well, maybe that can do that one. Yeah, it's just thoughts on the Pillman character and Charlie Regal. I don't know who Charlie Regal is. Charlie Regal was the one with um, um, Drew Gulak. That was on NXT. That was backstage last night. I didn't know his last name was Regal. Which guy was Charlie Regal? Wasn't he the one that was, wasn't he the one that challenged? Uh, no, that's Charlie Dempsey. Oh, Charlie Dempsey. Okay. All right, well, it says here Charlie Regal, but I don't know. Well, then who's Charlie Regal? I have no idea. You said you knew who he was. Drew wrote it down. No, you said you knew who he was. Yeah, he was the guy that was back that was backstage with, um, oh, Charlie Dempsey is Regal's son. Oh, okay. Well, he goes by Charlie Dempsey, not Charlie Regal, so... I cleared that up. So who the fuck is Charlie Regal? <laughs> but um, yeah, I just thought um, I just I don't know. All I know is those were two guys that were with Drew Gulak, and I knew the guy's name was Charlie. But and then Drew typed in Charlie Regal, so I thought that's what he was talking man. about. So I mean, I really don't follow too much about them. So, but yeah, like I said, you know, we got, uh, oh, you said making a joke, Nugster. And, um, uh, Blake says, question, best WWE storyline of all time. Uh, well, I would have, right now, I would have to go with the bloodline. With Sammy and all. I thought that was a tremendous, uh, storyline. The Yes Movement. The Yes Movement, yep. 
in my opinion. Right. Okay, that, that could be uh, definitely uh, one of the ones that are front runners for that. So, yeah, but like I said, you know, a week from Saturday, we have the Survivor Series. Now, about Drew McIntyre, the reason why I think Drew McIntyre is going to be the fifth member on their team is because everybody's talking about Randy Orton coming back at Survivor Series, and I think he's going to join Cody Rhodes' team but but after the injury that he had and the surgical procedure he had to go through, how smart would it be for him or WWE to put him into a steel cage war games match for his first appearance back? To me, that'd be pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, it wouldn't be too smart. That would be pretty fucking stupid, in my opinion. That's why I find it... So that's kind of just like before. I said it several shows ago. I, I will believe it when I see it in reference to Randy Orton making his return. I don't, okay. I don't buy that it's going to be a five-on-five yet. Um... I mean, they haven't even, I mean, I would have thought that last week, if you wanted, and this is the other thing I don't want WWE to do, okay? Don't wait till the last second to give me Randy Orton, okay? Because I need people to shut the fuck up about it being CM Punk, okay? So until we have something that happens where Randy Orton is announced as a fifth member, if they need a fifth member, then don't announce a fifth member for Judgment Day. Right. I agree. Uh, Blake, you're going way back a couple of years here. He said, Seth betraying Roman and Dean to join the authority. Oh, oh, that's what he was saying about the best storyline. Okay. When he mentioned what what we thought the best storyline was. Okay. And then Drew says, what about AJ Styles? He's a supposed to be making his return back to TV the as rumored the Friday after Survivor Series. Okay. So that will be interesting to see him and to see what they're going to do with him. So, all right. Anything else, Greg? Nope. This was a really good show. I want to thank everybody for the comments, everybody for tuning in. It was one of the well, it was one of the best shows we had as far as comment-wise. want to thank everybody for that. So, on behalf of the notes to Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report, saying thank you all for tuning in, and we'll catch you on Sunday.